Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jimmy Tingle Show. I am Jimmy, and I want to introduce you to a new segment of our show, the Meet the Candidate series. It is intended to give candidates running for public office a platform and a voice. So voters know who is running for office, why they're running, and what they hope to accomplish if they are so fortunate to be elected. So please feel free to share these interviews with your family and friends and citizens around this fine land, because an educated and informed population is essential for a healthy democracy. And isn't that what we all really want? A healthy democracy? Enjoy the interviews. Stay healthy. My name is Jimmy Tingle, and I approve this message. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is the Meet the Candidates series, and our guest today, Mr. Chris Dempsey. Chris was named Bostonian of the Year in 2015 by Boston Globe magazine for his uh, volunteer work leading the grassroots and victorious effort to stop the Boston Olympics. No Boston Olympics. He was a volunteer in that effort. He also served as Assistant Secretary of Transportation for Governor Deval Patrick. Please welcome to today's show, candidate for State Auditor of Massachusetts, the one, the only Mr. Chris Dempsey. Hello, Chris. How are you? Jimmy, I'm doing great. It's wonderful to be on with your audience today. It's a blast to have you. Tell me, my friend, what, tell us, first of all, tell us a little bit about Chris Dempsey. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background. So I'm running for state auditor as the son of public school teachers. My parents met while teaching at the Martin Luther King School in Dorchester in 1970, and they were placed in adjoining classrooms, and it was love at first sight. That was the result of that happy marriage, along with my little sister, Allison, who is herself a public school teacher, along with her wife, Beatrice, in New York City. So I'm from a family of teachers, and I saw my parents digging into their own pockets to pay for school supplies, as we know public school teachers across Massachusetts do to this day. And when you see that firsthand, Jimmy, you ask basic questions about why we are spending our public resources in some areas while other areas go wanting and go in need. And that's why I'm running for state auditor. It's why I led the grassroots group, No Boston Olympics. It's why I served for Governor Deval Patrick, improving public transportation across the Commonwealth. I'm deeply committed to public service, and I want us to make the right, smart decisions as a Commonwealth, and the state auditor plays an absolutely essential role in doing so, Chris, tell me, I assume that you're not against the Olympics. Why you were so passionate about stopping the Olympics coming to Boston in uh, 2015? What was driving that uh, passion on your end? Jimmy, I'm like a lot of people in that at first, the idea of the Olympics was pretty exciting. We've got a beautiful state. You know, why not show that off to the world? But then you start to dig into the details of the Olympic process and the Olympic bid. And that bid. That was put together by a private group that had strong corporate backing and financial backing, required that we cover 100% of the cost overruns. We as taxpayers cover 100% of the cost overruns. And it required building all of the most expensive Olympic venues. So they were not going to use existing venues. They were going to build a new stadium, a new velodrome, which is an indoor cycling arena, an aquatic center. Olympic Village, all from scratch. We were on the hook for probably about $15 billion. And as fun as that three weeks might have been, that's not a good use of public resources. And we needed citizens to stand up. And that's exactly what happened. I'm so proud of what we accomplished with that effort. We got outspent, Jimmy, 
1,500 to 1. But we were successful because we put the facts and the data in front of the people of Massachusetts and we made smart decisions. And that really is the job of the state auditor, to dig into the executive branch and to figure out what the data is, what the facts are, to put it back in front of all of us. And then we can build that stronger commonwealth. So obviously you had the public interest, the public dollars at heart, you're not being on the hook for possibly billions of dollars. So tell me about your background and what lends itself to running for a state auditor. So as I said, I'm the son of public school teachers and my yeah. parents taught me about the importance of public service. I worked for Governor Deval Patrick and Senator Ted Kennedy in the 2006 Democratic coordinated campaign that helped elect Governor Patrick to office. And then I served for Governor Patrick in the administration in the first term as Assistant Secretary of Transportation. While I was there, I co-founded the MassDOT program that created all the smartphone applications that tell you in real time when your bus or your train will arrive. And Jimmy, I know you're a red line rider and you've probably used those apps or those countdown signs that tell you when the train's gonna come. It's really transformed transit ridership and especially bus ridership. I'm a bus rider and a transit rider myself, the fact that you now know where your bus is in the palm of your hand instead of the old days where you just kind of look down the street, you know, you'd peer down Mass (laughs) Ave looking for that number one bus, not knowing where it is. You now have that information. So I'm proud of that work, working inside of state government to make it work better for all of us. And then the work I've done outside of state government, including with No Boston Olympics and also running a transportation advocacy called Transportation for Massachusetts, which has been fighting for more investment in transit. If you've been following the headlines, you know what a sorry state the MBTA is in right now, and we need to invest more in that system and invest in in better management to make things better. And your educational background, uh, I see that you went to Harvard Business School, an MBA from Harvard Business School. Tell me about how that's going to translate in working in government. You think that's going to be a big asset? Well, I'm a proud public schools graduate. I went to the Brookline Public Schools my entire life. And I went out to a little school in California called Pomona College, a little small uh, college out in the Los Angeles area. And I've been back in Massachusetts ever since. You know, when I was at business school, I still knew that while my career was going to take me into the business world for a while, that public service was always going to be important to me. I do think the skill set that you develop in business school can be helpful in terms of making state government more efficient, more effective. I'm the only candidate in this race with educational experience and background in finance and accounting, which is part of the job of state auditor. I'm very comfortable pouring over uh, lines on spreadsheets and figuring out how the numbers line up. So I think that's important. But really throughout my career, even when I was in business school and in the business world, I've been committed to public service. You know, for the last decade, I've been an elected town meeting member in my hometown of Brookline. That is not the most glamorous job, but it is an important one in our small D democracy in our local government. I also served as the chair of the Brookline Transportation Board. I've been overseeing, I have overseen, you know, hundreds of hours of public meetings around where to put stop signs and where to put bike lanes and what the parking meter rates should be. Um, Again, not the most glamorous questions, but the ones that fundamentally make our society work better, make us more equitable, more efficient, more environmentally sustainable. And that's the kind of thinking and work that I want to bring into the auditor's office. I mean, it's a grassroots uh, education in terms of local government. I was talking to one of the candidates for uh, the lieutenant governor, I think it was, and 
Anyway, I was saying Jerry Brown had this famous quote. He was the governor of California two, maybe three terms. And at one point, he he stopped, you know, serving as governor. He ran for mayor of Oakland. Went back for mayor. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. And he said, when you run for mayor, it's harder than being the governor because you are dealing with people on the grassroots level and they know where you live and they're, you know, and you see them in the supermarket and you know from the ground up what the needs and the... uh, and the challenges are in, in the neighborhood and in the city. So not don't don't um, don't diminish your service on the Brookline uh, Town Committee. <laughs> well, well, Jimmy, so um, I had a big weekend this past weekend. I actually got married. Wow. Uh, and uh, and so I've got this uh, this new ring on my finger, getting comfortable and used to that. And just earlier today, I had to walk over to town hall to file file the marriage license, the documents. <laughs> And on my way back from town hall, which is only about four blocks away, I ran into four different constituents who wanted to talk with me about how the campaign was going and what was going on in town. So you're absolutely right. Um, I'm very comfortable with that small D democracy. You run into people at the grocery store and, or on the bus, in my case, or riding the train. And those are the conversations that inform our public leaders and will make us a stronger commonwealth. So tell me, in terms of being state auditor, what does that really entail? And how does um, how does your background translate into that? And what do you hope to accomplish as state auditor? And I very much appreciate that many people don't have a great grasp on what the state auditor's office does. But you can think of the job as the chief accountability officer for the Commonwealth. We've been served in that role for the last 12 years by Auditor Suzanne Bunk. She is the person who knows the job the best. She's the first woman to ever hold the office of state auditor. And she has strongly endorsed me in this race, and I'm very proud of having earned that endorsement. The auditor's office has a team of about 200 auditors and analysts. and We send them into every corner of the executive branch of state government to figure out what's working and what's not working and how things need to change. And then we put forward recommendations for how to make state government stronger or effective. It's really not a direct policymaking role. It's an indirect policymaking role, because what it comes with is a strong platform as one of six statewide elected officials to stand up to represent that public interest. That's why I talk so much about my experience leading No Boston Olympics. What I think voters want in this role is someone who's independent, someone who's driven by facts and data who can come to their own conclusions, but also someone who can be persuasive about the changes that we need in state government, even when that means some uncomfortable conversations like the ones we had around the Olympics where I was going up against the most powerful people in Massachusetts. But I think we got to the right outcome as a Commonwealth there. So the role is chief accountability officer. It's about transparency. It's about performance improvement. It's about making sure we're watching our tax dollars. And I'm the only candidate in this race that has demonstrated that history and has the experience working in the executive branch of state government, which is the focus of this role. So, for example, are you running the numbers like profit and loss statements on, say, the T ridership versus how much we're spending and how much we're bringing in, that type of thing for each department of the state government? So it can be that. Um, it's not exclusively limited to that, but that's certainly a part of the job is let's look at the long-term financial health of some of our institutions or agencies within government. It's also tracking the dollars in a more specific sense of saying, are the dollars that we're asking, are the dollars that we are spending as a state, are they actually going to the right places in terms of vendors, in terms of uh, employees within state government? And then are those 
agencies actually being effective at executing on their job. So it's, it's departments large and small. We will audit the MBTA. We will also audit, say, the Merrimack Valley YMCA when it receives a state grant to run a after-school program with public dollars. We want to make sure that that program was actually up and running, that it was effective at keeping kids safe, that it was uh, what the community needed with those public dollars. So it's issues large and small, and, and you can ask a different set of questions depending on the agency that you're looking at. You have this ability, again, as one of six statewide elected officials to try to use that platform to be an advocate within state government. When I was doing a little research before this interview, I saw one of the articles, the headline was, Chris Dempsey has some really great fresh ideas for state auditor. Please tell the audience about some of your ideas and uh, what you hope to accomplish. Well, I'm proud that we were the first campaign in this race to put out a policy paper about what we actually wanted to do powers of the office. In fact, we put out the first three before any of our opponents put out a single paper. Our first was on oversight of federal stimulus dollars, making sure that we are spending that $5.3 billion in federal stimulus money well, that we're building back our Commonwealth stronger than we had it before the pandemic. Our second was on climate and environmental justice, and I'd love to talk with you more about that. We're proposing to make the office the first in the country to incorporate carbon accounting into our audits of state agencies. And the third was on reform and oversight of the Massachusetts State Police. And I think that's an institution where people want reform, they want change, they've read about the scandals that have taken place there. I have immense respect for our troopers who are on the front lines, but they deserve to work for an agency that meets their level of service, that rises to the, the occasion and the honor that they deserve. We don't have that today, and the auditor is one of the few roles on Beacon Hill that has oversight of the statements. So tell me about the environmental component of your plan, because that would be a little different. You're not counting, you'd be counting carbon rather than necessarily money. Tell us how that'll work. And I do think that fits well with the auditor's job, right? It's about accountability. It's about accounting and metrics and data. We know that climate is a crisis, that we need to address it. Um, And I come at this work from my work in transportation, Jimmy. Worked in transportation for many years. It's the largest source greenhouse gas emissions in our state. And it's actually increasing while our emissions from other parts of industry and society like buildings and power plants are actually decreasing. So transportation is a big problem. But I can tell you that the Secretary of Transportation and the MassDOT Board of Directors have not put climate front and center in their decision. And that's because we're not properly holding them accountable to it. and We're not using the data and the metrics that we know are there for climate. So we will hold those agencies accountable for the laws that are on the books that require them to reduce emissions. And I promise you, Jimmy, that we will be the first in the country to take this approach, but we will not be the last. We started here in Massachusetts. We will become a national leader. And that's really how we win on climate. It's not just about reducing emissions here in Massachusetts. We have to be a leader for other states and other nations. We'll do that through the power of the auditor's office. Just one more thing I want to add here is that as we address climate change, We can't leave anybody behind. And I'm proposing to create an auditor's commission on environmental justice so that those people across the Commonwealth who are on the front lines of the crisis, whether they live in Pittsfield next to a peaker power plant, whether they live next to a busy highway in Somerville where they're experiencing air pollution from that highway, or they live in the coastal area that's prone to flooding in, in Chelsea or in Revere, all of those folks are on the front lines of the crisis. They deserve a seat at the table on Beacon Hill and under my leadership. We'll be sure that they have that. 
when you take on an issue like that, which is, you know, kind of uncharted territory in terms of the auditor's job historically, do you think you're going to need to get partners, for example, in the in the transportation sector that are on board philosophically with this approach? Because I imagine there's a lot of folks there that might not be uh, as that up to date with carbon. And and do you have any influence with the those type of appointments, yeah. do you think? Well, look, I am a collaborative leader and I want to always welcome people into the conversation. The role I'm running for is independent. It's elected by the voters. And it's very important that it doesn't report to the governor. It reports only to the voters. So I'll be proud of that independence and I'll use it to its full potential. But I don't think anyone can succeed in this job if they're just a bomb thrower. Because the, the, the role doesn't right. have direct policymaking ability. You have to work with people. And that means you can sometimes disagree, but you can do it without being disagreeable. That's always been my approach. And it's the approach that I'll take in the office. It will mean that there are some tough conversations. But I truly believe that we can do anything we put our minds to in Massachusetts, especially when we're working together and when we're following the facts and the data. And I want to be a leader for us in the Commonwealth and doing that through the power of the auditor's office. Do you think we'll be able to use some of this federal money for, say, ramping up with electric vehicles and ramping up with uh, charging stations and all that sort of thing? Well, we have to. I mean, we've got this one-time pot of money, and I'm proposing in that first plan I mentioned to try to track those dollars in as close to real time as possible. You know, most state programs are budgeted on an annual basis. And so you can go in at the end of the year and figure out what didn't work and you can fix it for the next year. But we don't want to do that with $5.3 billion in one-time funding. We don't want to spend all $5.3 billion, then go in and audit it, realize we didn't spend the money that well, but then we don't have the money to spend. And so by tracking it in real time, we can course correct if we're seeing issues in real time that need to be fixed and need to be changed. Investing in uh, electrifying our transportation system, including not only our cars, but our buses and our trains is essential. We also need to be uh, electrifying our buildings and our heating systems, uh, homes and institutions across the state. So there's so much work to be done. It's good that there's some money available to do it. And let's roll up our sleeves and get to work. All righty. Chris, we have a, a couple of minutes left. Just give us a couple of bullet points in terms of some of the things you've been most proud of as a public servant, and then a closing statement of how people ask them, uh, let them know how they can support you, find you, make a donation to the campaign, a volunteer. Well, Jimmy, I'm incredibly proud of the grassroots campaign that we've put together. You've already heard that I have won the endorsement of incumbent state auditor Suzanne Bump, the woman who knows the job the best. I've also won the endorsement of the Massachusetts Democratic Party with our win at the convention earlier this month. And when you look at the coalition that we built, we won the most rural Senate districts in the state, and we won the most urban Senate districts in the state. We won every single Senate district in Metro West. We won every single Senate district, all six in the city of Boston. Our second best performing Senate district in the entire state was the district of Sonia Chang Diaz, one of the few majority minority Senate districts in the state. So I'm proud of the grassroots support that we have. We've had contributions from over 1,800 individual contributors. That's by far the most in the race. We collected all of our signatures that we needed, 5,000 signatures, without resorting to any paid signature gatherers. It's a, it's a campaign and a coalition that is coming together around the idea that there's a lot of good that's happening in our Commonwealth, but there's plenty that we have to fix in state government. We have to hold state government accountable to our ideals and our goals and make Massachusetts a leader again in issues from transportation to the environment to 
social rights, uh, whether that's transgender rights uh, or racial equality and racial justice. I want to be that leader and part of that team on Beacon Hill, and I'd be honored to have the help and support of everyone who's watching. Folks can learn more at DempseyForAuditor.com. They can follow me at, on Twitter at C-D-E-M-P-C, uh, or form, follow me on Facebook at Dempsey for Auditor. Uh, facebook.com slash Dempsey for Auditor. And it's been an honor to talk with you and all of your listeners and viewers today. Thank you so much, Chris. Chris Dempsey, everybody, candidate for Auditor of the fine state of Massachusetts. Chris, we will see you on the campaign trail. Best of luck. And thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much, Jimmy. Thank you for joining us today. This has been a Humor for Humanity production. Our mission is your mission. Humor for Humanity at JimmyTingle.com. Thank you.